Guys, thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I also want to thank the following sponsors for their support of this podcast. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. I want to thank the Go Hunt Insider, uh, Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over at Go Hunt. They have created the Insider, which is an amazing tool for you guys that are researching all these different western states and looking for which units to apply for and put in for. Uh, They also have the Go Hunt maps, the Go Hunt gear shop. Uh, Right now go to GoHunt.com, click sign up for the Insider, Uh, use the J. Scott promo code, you're going to get a $50 Go Hunt gear shop gift card just for signing up. GoHunt's been with me since the beginning of 2015 when I started this podcast. They've been a very loyal title sponsor of this podcast, and I want to thank them for their support. Make sure to go and sign up for the GoHunt Insider. Use the J. Scott promo code. Guys, I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is a direct-to-consumer uh, brand that sells the best ultralight hunting equipment and gear on the market today. Uh, you can go to KUIU.com, KUIU.com, and order directly there on their website. I also want to thank Phonescope.com, Cheston, the guys over at Phonescope. Go to phonescope.com. Anything you order there, use the JScott23 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount there at Phonescope. I also want to thank Lathrop & Sons. They're a custom boot system and custom footbed manufacturer. Uh, these guys are the boot doctors, the boot gurus. Um, they're very, very helpful. They know a lot about boots. Uh, I have switched this season to the Lathrop & Sons Encompass boot. Uh, that's what I've worn primarily on my coos deer and mule deer hunts in Mexico. And then I use the Mountain Hunter uh, for my sheep hunts, uh, specifically desert sheep uh, in any of that uh more technical terrain. Uh, Lathrop and Sons has a phenomenal 3D mapping imprints and, and tracing kit. Uh, they make custom orthotics, uh, just really, really comfortable, uh, very user-friendly boots and custom insoles. Uh, go to lathropandsons.com to find out more information. You can also check out Lathrop and Sons on Instagram. They have three custom boot options, the Mountain Hunter, the Mountain Hunter Elite, and the Mountain Hunter Encompass, as well as the High Country Synergy Footbeds Custom. Uh, They also make all of these custom footbeds in wide and super wide, as well as the boots, which is rare for a boot manufacturer. Reach out to the owners, Stephen and James at Lathrop & Sons at 618-544-8782. That's lathropandsons.com. Guys, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, Any questions you might have, you can reach out at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can follow along on Instagram at jscottoutdoors. Always feel free to send me a direct message. Love hearing from you guys. And let's get right to these episodes. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got my friend Justin Earhart of Premium Hunts out of Eastern Arizona, Units 1 and 27. Justin, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Jay? 
Good. Last time I saw you, we were down in the mountains of Mexico looking for coos deer and had a great time with you as always. I appreciate all your help down there. Um, while we were down there, it seemed like Arizona was getting quite a bit of storms. What is the state of, how, how are things looking right now in Unit 1 and 27? Uh, overall, we're looking pretty good. We, uh, we started winter with the best feed I've seen in probably the last 19 years. And we've had a pretty good winter on top of that up in the mountains. So I'm expecting it to be a pretty good year for sure. So as far as moisture goes, you really don't see how it could be much better. I mean, are we, a, sounds like we're about as good as you've seen it in a long, long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think each bull will be at probably their max potential for sure. Now, I know in years past we've talked about on the podcast and then, you know, I watch your pictures and I have to say it seems like you downplay things quite a bit because when I compare what you said on the podcast compared to the results that you guys produced, it seemed as though your results are better than than the way you play it. And I know you well enough to know that you that's kind of your personality is you don't get too hyped up, but um, it seems like the last couple of years, you guys have pumped out some incredible elk, not only on the archery, the early rifle, and even the late hunts. Um, you know, give us the straight scoop here. I mean, do you really think Unit 1 and 27, the quality, you know, has declined? Um, it still seems that you can find your clients really good, you know, elk to shoot at. Overall, yeah, I mean, quality has definitely declined. Um, but, you know, we're always out looking for that top-end animal. And I just, I'd rather undersell and over-deliver than vice versa for sure yeah so how do you think the season dates with the archery hunt i believe um, correct me if i'm wrong it's the 15th and it's a new moon on the 15th um seems like the dates for archery are ideal uh and then the the early firearm season it seems like that obviously falling right on the full moon i'm just curious your thoughts on the dates I, th I think the archery hunts are going to be really, really good this year. I mean, last year we started on the 9th, and it was pretty slow going before we had any action to really speak of. Um, so go going from the 9th last year to the 15th this year, I mean, that's almost a, a full week. So I anticipate that being really good, especially with the new moon on that first part of the hunt. Um, tell me about which... I don't have the um, the regs right in front of me, but Unit 1 and Unit 27, are they both early rifle or is one a muzzleloader this year? They flip-flop every year. Where, where do we stand on those? So for this year, it's going to be early muzzleloader in Unit 27 and early rifle in Unit 1. So if you had to just, just looking at the face value of each one of those hunts which one do you think the biggest bulls will be shot do you think 27 or one and do you think the muzzleloader or the rifle makes a difference um man it, it really kind of just depends on on the type of client i mean if, if you've got somebody that's willing to really go and pound ground i would say probably the bigger bull is going to come out of unit 27 but I mean, unit one, you just never know. You get a lot of influx of bulls coming into that unit where 27, you get a lot of bulls leaving the unit. So 
it's it's really hard to say which one's going to pump out the bigger bull. Um, as far as rifle and muzzleloader, I don't really see how it makes much of a difference anymore with the technology and everything we have with the newer muzzleloaders these days. But until they, until they do away with scopes or something like New Mexico did, there's there's really no difference in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, with these dates of the 15th of the archery hunt starting, you know, normally when you say you've got a 27 tag and it starts the 9th or 10th, a lot of times it's kind of a slow go. I've got to think that whole archery hunt, I mean, ideally the dates of the 15th, um, you know, for two weeks starting the 15th, that's a like the prime, that's about as good a dates as you could possibly get there. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to make a big difference for sure. Um, like I said, last year we were 12 days in before we had any real action in Unit 27. And, you know, that extra 12 days or the extra six days putting on the hunt for a start date, it's, uh, it's going to help out big time. Yeah. Um, as far as bugling, typically Unit 1 is a lot more consistent bugling unit than 27, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the, the action is night and day difference between the two units and do you see any do you see with those dates starting the 15th that that remaining the same or do you think that 27 with you know starting later that it's it's going to actually show off a little bit more this year than normal years no i think i think it's still going to be about the same i mean it's it's not really I mean, Unit 1's still going to be cranking. Um, 27 might be just a titch better than normal because of the later dates, but when you compare the two, Unit 1's going to trump 27 for action. No uh, doubt in my mind. How is the influx of bulls coming from the Fort Apache? Uh, how has that been over the last couple of years? I know in, in if you go back, you know, the, over the last 30 years, over time, there's been some really, really good bulls that have come across um, from the Fort Apache into Unit 1 specifically. Has that kind of, over the years with the fire and such, has the, you know, the dramatics, if you will, of, you know, two or three really, really big bulls, has that kind of slowed up them coming over from the rut? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we still see quite a few bulls showing up that you know obviously came off the reservation, but unit one also gets a lot of influx from uh, some of the elk this summer in twenty seven as well. So um, you really never know exactly where they come from, but there's there's dang certain influx from both sides. Let's talk a little bit about um, the late rifle seasons uh, there in twenty seven and in one in years past. You've kind of um, leans towards 27 being a better late elk hunt but with the fire um, you know unit one is sure opened up and seemed like they're still killing some decent bulls in one but do you still give the edge to 27 yeah absolutely on the late season for sure because you get a lot of the bulls that are pulled back into unit 27 and it's just big and rough enough that you know, there's always going to be a few of those older bulls that have slipped through the cracks over the years that are still out there. Ha have you seen the patterns of those bulls where they, you know, come back into that 27, into that canyon country? With, with it being more open than it was, do you see them going 
other places or do you still see some of those bulls coming right back into those same areas? You know, for the most part, most of them are going back into the same areas that they have been the past year, handful of years. But the big difference is, is, is dry years and years we get a lot of years. So if we have some good snows, you know, before, during the hunt, then you'll catch some bulls in some lower country for sure. So that'll, that'll push them in new spots. But as far as just a dry year, yeah, you're going to be hunting them in a lot of the same areas. And then you've got the, um, there's late archery hunts. Are those, do you guide those? What are your thoughts on those, you know, non-rut kind of November late archery elk hunts? Yeah, we guide them. They're, uh, they're decent hunts. Um, they're dang sure tougher hunts for sure. Um, just kind of got to pick your battles on each, each stock and, make the best out of each one you can uh you have been killing some really big uh rocky mountain bighorn sheep um i know you've been on a few hunts with me and it seems like you've really been bitten by the sheep bug is that something that's just come on in the last several years um or you know what has caused or are you just spending more time in the sheep country uh just kind of taken more interest in them here in the last handful of years and have spent more time, you know, looking at them and evaluating them and really just spending more time in the glass in their country. Yeah. Um, I know that you shot a really big ram, I believe, on the governor's tag uh, this last season, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, big, big, beautiful ram. Um, How do you see the sheep doing? Obviously, it's not sheep draw but it's jumping the gun a little bit but i mean are you seeing those units one and 27 holding you know still holding really good sheep yeah we are i mean we uh we took a few rams this year and and our average was right at 180 so we're uh we're pretty hopeful that we'll continue to have that upper upper quality ram for sure Gotcha. As far as quality, you talk about sheep, um, and you talked about, you know, over, over time, elk has kind of declined, you know, say from the, from the heyday, if you will. Um, anything with the tag allocations or tag numbers this year that would let you think that maybe there's, you know, some light at the end of the tunnel, or is it much of the same? No, they kept all the numbers pretty much the same across the board. Um, you know, I, I still believe they need to reduce some tags if they're going to keep holding the quality. But um, I, I don't really see them doing it in the future. How much has New Mexico um, fluctuated and has that played a role in, you know, the, the quality drop in 27 and 1 if, if they've been, you know, raising tags in 27 or more pressure, or excuse me, in New Mexico? Has that had any impact? No, I haven't really noticed any impact in Arizona from what New Mexico's done. Um, you know, on occasion we will find a bull in Arizona that will end up in New Mexico for the rut or vice versa, but it's it's very minimal amount. Gotcha. Uh, well, from, you know, looking at it from a moisture standpoint and from a date standpoint, the archery season this year is just jumping out at me as 
probably one of the better archery seasons we'll, we'll have had in, in, a, in a bunch of years. Just curious your overall thoughts on that with the timing and with, you know, as, as best we can tell, probably the best moisture. And not only that, great two years of great monsoonal moisture like you said, leading into this this year and then throw, you know, snow out there. I mean, it's pointing at indicators that are saying that it's probably going to be a bang-up season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if somebody were sitting on some points and had been waiting for, you know, the good moisture year to apply, uh, this is definitely going to be a great year for moisture. Um, already has been, like we said, leading up to it and now this winter as well. And then you get the later season dates on top of that. If, if I was sitting on some points, I would make sure be putting my name in the hat this year. And what about those guys with, you know, a ton of points looking at the muzzleloader and the early rifle in 1 and 27, right falling on the full, full moon um, and coming off of probably a, a just a great bugling, you know, archery season. Does that, you know, is there any part of you that makes you cringe a little bit thinking about those two hunts? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've kicked that around back and forth quite a bit, um, you know, because you think if, if a lot more top-end bulls get knocked out in the archery season, that's going to leave, you know, quite a bit less inventory for the early rifle guys. But, you know, I, I think overall you're still going to see a lot more nicer bulls this year just because of the moisture we've had for the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what's the best way for people to reach out, talk to you about the draw, talk to you about their point structure and, and what they're looking at? What's the best way for them to reach you? Best way they can reach me directly um, by phone. Number is 928-245-8722. Or they can email me at info at premiumhunts with an S dot com. Or they can find us on social media, any of those, and would be happy to get back to anybody. Right on, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on and giving us the report and the forecast. I'm looking forward to this next September. I think everything's lining up to be uh, an awesome season, and I appreciate uh, all that you do for for um, Arizona and for the great uh, hunts that you do i get reports uh every single year of of people that heard you on the podcast and um how how good you and your team is so i just appreciate you coming on and sharing with us well i appreciate you having me on jay all right buddy take care god bless all right you too bye, bye.